Thanks for being with me for another episode today on Faith Unfiltered. Uh, thanks for bearing with me last week as I took a little bit of a week off as I did get a new dog, and that took up a lot of my Thursday and Friday, which is when I typically put out videos. So I appreciate you guys being patient with me. As far as this week, I don't have an extensive episode planned, but I do have something on my heart that I want to share with you, and that is from the book of Leviticus. And when we look at the book of Leviticus, we can see a what looks like a book of rules, a book uh, that is full of do's and don'ts. And I think so often when we come to the Lord that we can feel like uh, it is very much a rule of do's and don'ts. What we can do, what the Lord wants us to do, and what he does not want us to do. And it's easy to retreat from that and begin to self-sabotage in a way because we think there's no way I'm going to follow all these rules. There's no way I'm going to amount to these many uh, decrees or laws or rules. But I think it's important that we remember, even as New Testament believers and in this new dispensation, as some call it, that we are not set uh, to a book of rules. This is the living and breathing word of God that we have here. If we look into the scripture and we see uh, the Bible says that the scripture was inspired by God. Now, that word inspired is the Greek word opneustos. And what that Greek word means is that it was it was breathed by God. It was inspired by God. So it's making a distinction that this is not just any inspiration. Uh, a lot of people, they will go to the movies and they will cry or they'll um, see a loved one they haven't seen in a while and they'll cry tears of joy because they're reunited with that loved one. Um, you know, there's different uh, things we can go to like plays that inspire us to be a better Christian or inspire us to be you know, a superhero if we watch uh, hero movies. But that is a completely different inspiration than what the scripture is talking about. The scripture is talking about an inspiration that is breathed from the mouth of God. These men were not inspired by their own thoughts. They were not inspired by their own minds. They were not inspired by their own ideas or their own goals or their own pursuits or agenda. They were inspired by the will of God, and it wasn't man's inspiration, that's the key, but that it was the inspiration of God that breathed through these men when they spoke, and it was the inspiration of God that guided their hands as they wrote the scripture. A lot of people ask, you know, how in the world do we know all the little details of every story of every account of the Bible? And I believe that it wasn't always necessarily because somebody was there to record it in the background, but because God revealed it to man. Not just that, but we can also see history. Um, stories were carried down by word of mouth. And there were not just biblical stories that were carried down by word of mouth, but many stories in Mesopotamia, in the ancient Near East as well. And so uh, this was a very common practice to, to um, pass down stories by word of mouth. But the thing about the Bible is it's, the stories are never skewed. No matter how many times the story is passed down, it seems as if the story was always accurate every time. 
You know, if you ever play telephone with your friends in middle school or high school, or even if you still play today, you you know that by the ninth or tenth person, the message is completely different. And so that's what makes the Word of God so powerful, is that we're not playing telephone. This wasn't something that happened at the beginning of time, and he said, and then she said, and then he said, and then it just keeps going on. Um, though some things were transferred by word of mouth, we can trust that God's word is infallible, meaning it is without error and it is uncontradictory. Um, it is completely perfect, and we must believe, and we can believe, and we can stand on historical and scientific facts that the Bible is the one piece of literature, and I put that in quotes because it's not just a piece of literature, it's the breathing Word of God, but it's the one book that we can absolutely unequivocally trust in our lives. When we look at the Book of Mormon, that is not the Word of God. When we look at the Quran, that is not the Word of God, and we must understand that we are not religious People. We call ourselves Christians, but that term was not necessarily coined by the apostles themselves, but came a little bit after the apostles. We are not necessarily Christians as we are Bible believers. I'm not as much a Christian as I am a believer of the Word of God. I am not as much a Christian as I believe the words of Jesus Christ. Now, by default, that makes me a Christian, then okay. But that is nearly just a term that we use in our modern day 21st century and that they've used for centuries. But not everyone who says that they are a Christian believes the Bible. Not everyone who says they are Christian believes the words of Jesus Christ. I have met a lot of Christians that believe the Quran. I met a lot of Christians that also believe the Book of Mormon. They don't believe that the Bible is the infallible Word of God. They believe that no matter what your religious affiliation is, if it is a God or you believe in a higher entity, then that makes you a Christian. But friend, our brother, our sister, I've come to tell you today that that is not what makes you a Christian. What makes you a Christian is one who believes only and solely in the Bible and in the Word of God. Now, what we can see is that in other extra-biblical texts, um, I shouldn't say extra-biblical, but necessarily the Quran or the Book of Mormon, we can see that those books, just as examples, there's many more, are inspired by this one book here. We can find writings within the Quran or within the Book of Mormon that highly uh, suggest that they were getting these ideas or they were getting these propositions from this one book here. And so somehow, despite all these religions and all of their pieces of literature and books, it all goes back to the Bible. And that is exactly my point. It's not religion against religion. It's not Christianity against Mormonism. It's not Christianity against being a Muslim. It is the Bible against every other book. It is the Bible against every other piece of literature. Now, there's nothing wrong with other pieces of literature. You know, I've read Shakespeare and I love Shakespeare, but Shakespeare is not the word of God. I actually have read parts of the Book of Mormon and have read parts of the Apocrypha, which the Catholics believe, but the Apocrypha is also not biblical, which I can do in another episode. But I've read pieces of these literature, and there's nothing wrong with reading it as and acknowledging it as literature. Even Paul quoted pieces of literature that were not acknowledged as the inspired and breathed word of God as biblical text. That's okay. And if you're a preacher, it's okay to use that in your sermon because um, as long as it pushes uh, the point home. I've read these texts, but that 
I've never acknowledged those texts as the Word of God, as the breathing, the living Word of God. These 66 books are the infallible and unequivocally the Word of God. Now, I want to recommend something to you in my library back here. Let me uh, go and get it real quick. It is this book right here. Now, it did have a cover on it, but um, I, I put it somewhere and I can't remember. But it is, if you can see here, it is How We Got the Bible by Neil R. Lightfoot. What a tremendous book that I grew up reading that tells you how exactly we got the Bible. Because the truth is somebody had to put pen to paper. Somebody had to find parchment, papyrus. They had to put these together. It didn't just come out of nowhere. But there is a logical and reasonable explanation. And there is a uh, historical path to follow of how we got the Bible. So I highly recommend this book on how we got the Bible by Neil R. Lightfoot. Guys, in this episode today, I really just wanted to remind you that there is no other literature, and I feel the spirit as I'm saying this, there is no other piece of literature out there that is the inspired words of God. This is the ultimate say. This has the final say in everything that Nick does and everything that Nick says and everywhere that Nick goes and how I live this thing right here is the the book to follow so just remember as you go today that there is no other piece of literature there is no other book that exists on the planet of this earth that is the word of god the bible is the word of god and the spirit of antichrist in this 21st century wants to convince you that it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you're a mormon it doesn't matter if you're a christian it doesn't matter if you're a muslim i'm not a Christian, a Muslim, a Mormon. I don't like to put myself in a religious category. I just know where this came from and I believe this book. I'm a Bible believer. I'm not as much as a Christian as I am a Bible believer. I believe the Bible and that is why I'm a Christian. Are we